With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is Wednesday. I am back. My voice is starting to feel back to normal after those noisy days down in Houston. And we're going back to Monday. Wednesday's usually the day that we go back to Monday to hear from Pete Carroll, where he gets his chance to speak to the media. And he was talking about that big win against the Texans, where the offense looked pretty good, maybe even the best this season. I don't think we've played better than we played this yesterday, you know, in terms of the mix and, and all of that. You know, Russell was a 115 yesterday, you know, his rating for the day. And uh, so I, I thought... Uh, the way we were able to mix, everybody benefited from that. And and the balance of the attack and, and the execution on third down made everybody better. But I thought Russ played as, as, as well as he's played all year. And and, uh, and he didn't have to carry the load and throw it 40 times to get that done. He was very, very effective and uh, very resourceful with his movement and, and working with the, with the line of scrimmage and the... Uh, the pass protection, you know, so he, he found the spaces to make the big plays, which I think is, is vintage Russell. And, and uh, so, um, you know, I don't know, you know, I can't tell you, Art, that it's going to carry over next week. We're right on the same course and all, but we would like to be. And I think that was a really clear illustration of how how I visualize us to look, you know, and I've been telling you, guys, you know, we've been that a lot over the years. It hasn't been as, as, as you know, obvious this year. And, and so. Um, I think Rashad had a lot to do with it. The guys up front obviously played well, but I thought Rashad's explosiveness in the, in the offense really added to the whole thing that, that uh, you know, really balanced out the, 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 the mixture of run and pass. A big part of the offensive explosion was, of course, running back Rashad Penny. That was my favorite part of his game. It wasn't the big runs. I mean, those were beautiful plays and all that, but it was the two or three times when he, when he, he saw the situation and, and, and attacked it. And, you know, he's a big, fast kid. You know, he's, he's 300, 230-something um, pounds, you know, as a running back. Sorry, not three, 230. And, and uh, um, with his speed and, and quickness, it makes, it, it makes him a, a more difficult guy to deal with, you know. And, and uh, I thought he got behind his pads well. Honestly, I, <laughs> I would tell you, I think that uh, Adrian had an influence on him. And I don't know if he said something, I guess, about that. But I just think that he's, he, he took a new step forward. And um, I'm really excited for him and really excited for us to have that. And, and uh, you know, that was one game. Got to go do it again and all that. But uh, that, that makes him very difficult, you know. And, and uh, he's not always been – he's shown uh, uh, signs of that kind of play at times, but not the consistency we saw yesterday. And so I, I know he's pumped up about it. Carol was asked if the Seahawks are going to give Penny another shot at the starting job in this next game. Well, I think he deserves the shot to, to show that, you know, to start it out. But we'll still rotate to keep guys fresh. But, um, you know, yeah, we're going to we're going to give him a shot again to come right on back and and uh, and, you know, see if we can keep going. Some players who may figure into the rotation at running back, if healthy, are Travis Homer and Adrian Peterson. Travis is really hopeful that he'll be able to return this week. I don't know uh, until we get more work done with Adrian. Um 
Adrian was able to to visit with some of his personal trainers down in the Houston area over the weekend, which hopefully helped. Um, he felt good about that, but I don't know where he is as far as coming back. Before we get into more injury news, let's first hear what Pete had to say about Ryan Neal's performance and his first start since Jamal Adams' injury. Ryan played really well. He did really well. He um, he picked his spots on, on the opportunities to be aggressive. Uh, he's very sound in his in his, all of his play. Um, geez, I, I thought he was uh, you know close to error free for the game, um, except for the he and Diggs he missing missing their chance to get a pick. You know you can get shared sacks, but you can't get shared interceptions. And those guys were I don't know what happened on that that one floater ball, but. Uh, he played really well, and and uh, not that's no surprise. He's done everything he's done. He's done well, so we're really obviously fortunate that he could do that. Here's Pete's update on Neil's fellow defensive back Gavin Heslop, who fractured his fibula and tibia against Houston. Yeah, what a heartbreaker! Just got started. He was doing well too, and and to get to this point where we we got him active and all that, and and uh, versatile football player, and you know he was. It's just too bad. It's a it's a real shame. He, he had a real successful surgery. Um, he, was, he sounded way better, was much, uh, much more upbeat about, uh, about, you know, that he's, everything worked out okay and all that. He'll, he'll get back here in a couple of days. In injury news that is a bit more positive, Carroll said Brian Monet's knee injury is looking better than expected. He sprained his knee somewhat. Uh, it's, it seems like it's a PCL sprain um, that he's getting along real well today. Um, really, everybody was surprised that he, he was getting around as well today. So we'll just have to wait and see. We'll take care of him during the week and find out by the end of the week he'll be okay. But it was a very, um, very positive report in you know, relative to, you know, not knowing if it was an ACL or all that kind of stuff yesterday. So um, we're, we'll keep our fingers crossed that he'll be okay. Working our way up in terms of the positivity scale on injuries, Pete had really good news on DJ Reed, who appears to be fine after a rough collision in the Texans game. Well, I understand he's okay. Yeah, he got he, he took you know that big shot to the chest and all that kind of stuff. Got the wind knocked out of him and all that. And uh, but I, from what I hear, he should be okay for the weekend. Finally, two notes to end here. First, an interesting bit on the Seahawks coaching staff's Monday Night Football tradition. Of course, this week's matchup was especially important with two of the Seahawks' final four opponents being involved. The game's on everywhere. Everybody's got it on. I mean, that's always, it's just kind of a tradition. You know, you work with the Monday night game. It's always kind of a backdrop. And so obviously tonight, um, you know, we'll be passing out the popcorn and all that and get a good look here. So that's, that's, we do have popcorn, by the way. But um, no, this is a really good opportunity for us to see them, you know, and, and uh, up close. And I, I mentioned to the team, it's an assignment. Everybody's got to watch, you know, and, and uh, it'll help kick us into just being updated with how their season has gone. You know, we hear all of the, all of the background stuff that, that's, that's um, you know, really distributed during the broadcast. It's all good stuff for us. Wrapping up, here were Carol's thoughts on the COVID-19 outbreak in the NFL. It looks like that's going to have a big impact on the Los Angeles Rams. This question to Pete was before we got even more news on the Rams on Tuesday. But on Monday, there were 37 positive tests across 17 franchises. The Seahawks, they had their booster shot clinic last Monday, although it is unclear how many players have had their third shot, according to Pete, but he is trying to do his best to keep the team on high alert. And even though everybody's human and they, you know, you get worn down by the, the reminders and the constant, because it is, it's stressful when you have to be continually reminded and thoughtful of something that you wouldn't normally do. And uh, it wears on you and we, we try to avoid it, you know, and so we look for ways to get out of it. 
I mean, that's the conversation we hear all the time. That's the national clamor, you know, you know, it is about being diligent. And, and so diligence comes from, you know, the constant reminders and, and the discipline that it takes to, to, to stick with it. And, and, uh, you know, I like to say I'm doing a great job of that. I, you know, I got to do better. I got to do better. I got to keep helping, helping guys and our, our, our staff guys that, that are tuned in have to help guys more so, so that they can just stay tuned into it. I mean, here we go. We're, we're, we're in the last month of the season and we got a shot to make it through. You know, I, I don't know after today, you know, what's going to happen, but, um, Everybody has to continually be reminded and stop griping about it. Stop griping about being healthy and helping other people be healthy. I mean, what, I don't get that. I, that. That's beyond me. It's it's so far away from personal rights. I don't get it. And we're just trying to stay healthy. And and, and uh, so we're going to try to keep doing a great job of it. And hopefully we can get through it just another day. I mean, just it's one day at a time. It's, it's constant as anything we've ever been around. And we just have to do a good job. I got to do better. You know, with Beat Girl competing at just about everything, you never know exactly where it's going to show up. So maybe it shows up here with the Rams and who knows who's going to be back coming off their COVID-19 positive test, who extra may be coming on ahead of the game. This is going to be a fascinating week to see what the Rams end up doing. They're already taking measures and going to Zoom meetings and not meeting in person for these few days leading up to the game. So what more could happen? We'll wait and see. We'll have it for you up at fieldgoals.com. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. And if you're looking for more, if you're looking for more on Rashad Penny's breakout game against the Texans, Samuel R. Gold has his video up on YouTube and we have it as well at fieldgoals.com. I will be back later in the week with our three in three out. What if preview with Clinton Bonner and Phil Lydic? We are going to be talking Seahawks versus Rams. It's absolutely going to be a tough matchup. I, I anticipate anyway. I have no idea what else could happen with regard to the Rams situation, but I'm expecting a tough matchup. And if the Seahawks can come out of this one with a win, we can we can start. We can start to get excited about the possibilities that may come if they continue to win throughout the rest of the season. So stay tuned for that next episode. And until then, go Hawks.